Hey there, guys. It's Jeff Finley here, and this is the Maker Mistaker podcast. It's episode 16, and today I'm going to be talking about true love versus toxic love. Um, there was an, an article I read on that was posted on Facebook, and it lists 14 core differences between true love or healthy love or and toxic love or unhealthy love. And I thought the post was pretty on point, and I wanted to take um, some time and break down each of those points and talk about the differences and how I've experienced them and just give my opinion on it. So before I dive into that though, just give you a couple updates on what's been going on with me this week. So I have a design client, um, Todd Akamesis. He's a a teacher of consciousness and he teaches a lot about astral projection and and, um, out of body exploration in the UK. And he's someone I've heard on a few podcasts and stuff like that and I follow him on Facebook. He posted that he was looking for a designer for his uh, new deck of cards that he's calling the Synchronicity Deck. So it's 52 cards, and each one has a prompt on it where it tells you like what to do as when you're out. Okay, so the whole thing is called Synchronicity Walk, where he will lead a group of people walking around town, and they are using divinity tools and randomness, you know, dice, cards, um, and says some, some simple suggestions that kind of provide you with a game of chance. So he leaves it up to chance on where they go and what they explore and what they do. And so he's um, developed a card deck that's going to give people a bunch of prompts so they can go out on their own synchronicity walks. So it's inspired a lot by old school tarot. And I thought I thought it was really cool. So he uh, put a call out for designers and I put my name in the hat and um, he chose me and wanted me to do his... Uh, the back of his card deck, the illustration for the back of the deck, and also the, the box and all the graphic design for it. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And I just wrapped it up and sent him the final files today. And I'm pretty pumped on it. I'll be um, posting it on my Facebook and social media, you know, my Instagram and stuff like that too, if you've seen it. But I'm pretty excited about that. And so the other thing I want to talk about is, so, you know, this past week, I've, I've been, I've been uh, podcasting a lot about dating and relationships and connecting with other people and stuff like that. And this week, there was a little bit of that. I had a couple of dates. They went well. But I'm kind of getting a little tired of dating right now. I'm thinking I'm taking a break. Uh, it's just kind of exhausting trying to remember all these schedules and who I've connected with and who I still need to maintain connection with and who I want to connect with. And and then all these new leads and all these new matches and blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of, well, I really don't want to do that right now. So I'm going to take a break. I want to focus on some getting some work done, doing some more self-love, self-care, taking a break, going out in nature, playing my guitar. And also this new development that I thought of, which was, I think I might be moving to Austin um, sometime soon. So I've been thinking about which location I'm going to move to next. And I had been tossing up Portland, Asheville, um, San Francisco, you know, East Coast, West Coast, no coast. Where am I going to go? And I knew I wanted to just have some short extended stays in places, you know, not like a week, but not like two years or permanently. I wanted to take some time and move to these different cities and spend some time there so I can get a chance to to get some routine going and get some work done and be creative again and meet people and make friends and actually hang out and have a life rather than just saying, well, I'm here in town for a few days. I got to go. And I didn't want to put down um, some heavy routes where I wouldn't be able to travel or leave a lot. So that's my plan right now. I'm thinking of going to Austin. I got a bunch of friends that live there and together we have some collaborative project ideas we want to do. One of them being uh, a new event or conference or retreat for star seeds, people that are newly awakened creators and makers and, uh, people that have this mission. So fellow life coaches, um, spiritual coaches, 
creators, anyone who's into the whole Starseed thing too, is all is all part of this plan. So we got a group of people in Austin that are interested in helping put this on together. And I want to make sure I get down there and collaborate with them. And another thing is I've got a couple other musical projects that I want to pursue. And so Austin will be a good town for that. Just throwing that out there. If anyone's got any connections in Austin that can hook me up with an apartment, I'm open to receive some, you know, some good deals, some awesome synchronicities in that case. So just putting that out there. And let's see, what else is going on? Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it what I've got going on personally here. Um, now, I want to talk about this true love versus toxic love thing. So I saw this post on Facebook, um, true love versus toxic love, 14 core differences. And it listed, you know, these differences. And it's weird because true love is hard to define, but... The more I follow my heart, the more I'm starting to connect with this being state of true love. It's like our natural state, this unconditional love where everyone, we feel connected to everyone as if they were like ourselves. You know, we feel this divine, unconditional love. Okay. And then the other type of love is this sort of attached, uh, sort of fear-based, needy love that you experience in a relationship, you know, where you're totally crushing on someone. But then you're like in your head over heels for them. But then at the same time, at the flip of a switch, you can be completely obsessed and hateful towards that person and jealous and rageful. And so that's a type of love that I'm sure all of us have experienced. So what's the difference between this true love and this toxic love? Okay, so I'm going to point these out and give my opinion on them. And then you can kind of decide for yourself which one do you feel like you prefer and which one have you experienced in your life how much of it and you know get give your opinion on it i'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments so the first one uh real love is a development of self first priority toxic love is the obsession with the relationship so this to me is all about personal growth and individual sovereignty and freedom where each partner is encouraged to have their own life and development of their goals their dreams their aspirations what makes them happy and then the two partners come together to focus on building a love that, and creating a love between the two that can't be created with just each individual. So they, they don't really need each other, so to speak, but they, they are together because it creates a bond and a companionship that they can't have by themselves. And, but what they do for each other is they support their own personal growth. And in the support of each other's personal growth, it's a little bit less attached. And the toxic love version is the obsession with the relationship. It means like they're putting so much effort and or so much emphasis on the relationship that it's the most important thing in the world. If both partners are feeling like the relationship is the most important thing in the world, then they become way too fused, so to speak, and they become totally dependent on the relationship. And if anything affects the relationship, then they can harbor a lot more resentment and stuff like that. That's, that's my opinion on it. The second one is... Um, True love is room to grow, expand, desire for others to grow. Toxic love is security, comfort, and sameness, intensity of need, seen as proof of love. May really be fear, insecurity, and loneliness. So, toxic love. Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. So, the, the individual in that relationship is obsessed with, like, being needed and how much they need the other person. And if they need them intensely, they see that as proof of their undying love and commitment. You'll see this a lot in, in movies. And they're obsessed with security too. Like they want to make sure that they feel safe and 
and comfortable that the partners are they it says comfort and sameness so what my the way i take that is they get into a relationship with somebody that is close to them and then they have a fear of them changing and being their own person if they grow and expand if your partner grows and expands that creates a little bit of fear for you because you don't want them to change they want to grow but you want to keep them the same because their growth threatens the relationship they may not need you anymore so there's fear insecurity and loneliness and that's totally natural and normal but for the unconditional sort of true love which i consider this new world type of love we're giving each partner room to grow and expand which also includes their desire for well actually i scratched that this is this is room to grow and expand and you desire others to grow and expand so it's, it kind of goes back to the the evolution of each individual's personal growth you support it rather than suppress it okay that's what it means to me the next one number three is separate interests for true love separate interests other friends and maintaining other meaningful relationships toxic love is total involvement limited social life neglecting old friends and interests i've seen this happen with me where me and my partner would get totally involved with each other and we would every single day we would be hanging out together every every time we left the house we did it together and I saw this over the course of my 12 years in my relationship where our friend, our friendship base, our friends kind of dwindled away and we became each other's main friends, lovers, confidants, companions, everything. We became each other's everything. We, we, we merged essentially. And that feels good and all, but what happens is both of us kind of became depressed in a weird way. It was like, I think it played a part in our depression for both of us. But when, you're allowing your partners to, to cultivate their separate interests and maintain their friendships and other meaningful relationships with both opposite sex and same sex, um, then it, cre it creates a, del a, a delightful balance between fusion and separateness, which continues to, to maintain that attraction, that spark. Because in order to create an attraction or a spark to come together, you need to have separateness. So without separateness there's no need to come together so that attraction goes away and you start developing attraction to other people outside your relationship and you know depending on your type of relationship you may not be able to act on those attractions so then you are kind of stuck resentful and you you kind of push other people away for out of fear basically so you can kind of see the similarities that one is way more un, un, way more love-based and the other is way more fear-based and needy and the fourth one let's talk about this one True love is encouragement of each other's expanding, secure in own worth. So this is kind of a repeat of number two, um, but the toxic love version of this is the preoccupation with others' behavior, fear of the other changing. Yeah, this is just like number two, whereas um, you, toxic love, you don't want the other person to change. You want them to stay the same because you fall head over heels in love with them and you don't want that feeling to go away. So it's like you really will try hard to prevent them from changing. And any time that they feel inspired to change or make a big move or take a risk or something like that. You want to hold them back and you don't want them to do it. Whereas in true love, you really want each other to to expand and grow and take risks. And, and you find your security not in having the other person around you and not changing, but you find your security in your own worth, in your, in your own um, ability to give yourself, to, to get your needs met, basically, because you're not relying on other people to 
to give you your fundamental needs of safety, security, and and um, and just basic love. You know, you give that to yourself. The fifth one is appropriate trust. Trusting partner to behave according to fundamental nature. And toxic love is jealousy, possessiveness, fear of competition, protecting supply. So what this means to me is in true love, you have an honorable trust between yourself and your partner. You you know that they're going to act in a way that is in their best. They, they know they're going to act in their best interest. They're going to act in their kindest interest. You know, this is assuming that people are loving in at, at their nature and not and not fearful, jealous and competitive and their nature. So this is like you, you trust that your partner is going to make the best decision and do, and do how they appropriate trust to me is that you, you have a loving trust with each person, with, with your partner. You assume that they're going to act in their best interest and, and your best interest, you know, and, and they're going to do what's right for them. And if, and then you understand they're going to make some mistakes and then you're going to talk about it and grow from that. You know, whereas if they are out with their friends, you are assuming that they're being honorable and you are assuming that they are being trustworthy and a good person. The other one is assuming that anyone else is a, is, is, um, is a competition for you. If they're hanging out with some people, there's maybe, you know, they may not, they may not be acting in your best interest. You're afraid of them leaving you or finding someone better than you. Whereas in the appropriate trust is if they found someone that suits them better, you are happy for them because that's helping them grow and expand and they're following their heart and their intuition and their inspiration. So a true love, you want to appreciate that and have them, they are acting in their integrity rather than in a state of fear. Does that make any sense? <laughs> so, and with uh, toxic love, it's like your partner is your supply for your emotional well-being. So if they're distributing their supply amongst a lot of other people, you feel depleted essentially because you're allowing someone else to be your supply for love and and um, affection and well that's all good and and i think we've all been there i'm starting to see the new world kind of be more in line with this true love nature where people are more free to express their love for many different people and i'm not just talking about polyamory i'm talking about just people in general like if when you are in a state of a higher form of love like more unconditional love you have more to give you don't feel depleted when you give it to somebody you feel enhanced and you want to give more of it to more people. I mean, that's the state of, of true love. It's the life force energy behind all of us. So the more we have, the more we give, the more we have, the more we give. It's a cycle that, that perpetuates itself. But when you're in a state of fear, you feel scarcity in love and you don't, and you have to hold on to your sources of love essentially. And you, you believe that you're not, you're not going to have enough. So you're scared when people talk to other people. And that's true for me. I mean, that is a big trigger for me when the people that I like, the people that I especially like, um, when they are hanging out with other members of the opposite sex, I do feel jealous. Of course I do. I do feel a little bit of insecurity come up, and that's a trigger for me. But instead of blaming them for making me jealous, I look at that as my own emotion. That's my own insecurity coming up. And what is it here to tell me? What is what, what is it that I need to look at within myself? What need am I not meeting within myself? So that's what jealousy does in, for, for me. The next one is uh, true love is compromise, negotiation, or taking turns at leading, problem solving together. And toxic love says power plays for control, blaming, passive or aggressive manipulation. 
So in true love, there is a word called compromise. And we hear that a lot in relationships anyway, you know, where I think compromise is different from sacrifice. It's it's common to feel that you need to sacrifice your desires to compromise and make the relationship work. I feel that if you have to do so much sacrificing of your interests and desires and your, you know, your own authenticity to make a relationship work, it's a toxic relationship. It, it's it's not one that's going to serve you. But compromise is it's like I like the idea of being of looking out for each other's best interests and recognizing when your best interests are may not be the most appropriate for that situation and then taking turns and leading and and helping each other grow and that and problem solving together that, that makes sense to me but but on the toxic love you've got power plays for control there's this um antagonistic adversarial relationship between two quote unquote loving partners instead of working together in a partnership you are fighting each other for control and for like the more that you are attached and the more that you outsource your love to that other person the more that you rely on them to get your needs met then you 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 have this resentful relationship to them especially when they are distant or pulling apart for whatever reason and you can't quite see you can't quite look at look at things from their perspective you are you're just sapped of your energy and sapped of your love so you feel like you've got to manipulate and kind of create situations so you can get your needs met and you and it's easy to blame people when you're in that scarce fear-based mentality of love so that makes total sense to me and of course i've experienced my share of that especially but earlier on in the relationship i remember me and my um my ex-wife we would fight a lot about money we would fight a lot about me feeling respected or me feeling heard me wanting to hang out with my friends and, and and vice versa too um she would fight a lot about me about how she was feeling disrespected or she was feeling not heard. And there was, and, and in my, my reaction to avoid fighting, I would passively, I would be more passive. I would not really voice my opinion so I could make sure that the relationship would, would be easier, so to speak. And I think everyone does that. So it's not like it's a unique situation to me. The next one for true love is embracing of each other's individuality and toxic love is trying to change the others to your own image of what you think they should be. And we've heard this all the time. You know, people will get into a relationship and think that they need to fix the other person. Or that Alison Armstrong likes to say that women think that the man is just a hairy woman. And that the reason why he's acting out is because he's just misbehaving and you need to correct him. I think that's hilarious because that's that's been true in my case. And I, it's like we see that... Um, all the time but in this case you embrace each other's individuality and their weirdness and their quirks and their 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 gifts that they bring to the world and they bring to the relationship and learning to appreciate them and accept them for who they are that's pretty obvious right when you're talking about what true love is is accepting people for who they are and not who you want them to be um toxic love is when you are looking at them as suppliers for your own needs and trying to change them into better suppliers for what you need for your for your energy essentially the next one is a uh, true love relationships deal with all aspects of reality so your and then the and then toxic love is your relationship is based on delusion and avoidance of the unpleasant so in true love you're you're way more honest with 
how the relationship is actually functioning. If something's going wrong, you know about it, you talk about it. If one partner feels upset or triggered, you know about it and you talk about it and you deal with the situation as it is. And I think in toxic love, the situation, it's like you have this idea that you don't want to avoid or you want to avoid conflict. You want to avoid fighting. You want to assume everything is good. You know, you go hang out at the in-laws and your relationship between you and your partner is put on your happy face. So no one suspects anything. Um, I'm sure we can all relate to something like that. And if there's something unpleasant going on, you just don't really want to talk about it. You push it aside. But I think a true love relationship is knowing that there's going to be some unpleasantness and you aren't afraid to confront it. And you look at it. How is it triggering you? How is it triggering me? What is it doing for for each other? And how can we grow from it? How could we expand and integrate this new new situation that we're dealing with? How could we heal from it and grow from it and make us stronger? And the next one is about caring for each other. So the true love version is self-care by both partners, emotional state not dependent on the other's mood, whereas toxic love says expectation that one partner will fix and rescue the other. How many of you have been into a relationship where you feel like you need to fix the other person or that the other person or you're like the wild child and the other person is always trying to fix you? How many times do you really appreciate it when the other person tries to fix you, right? It's it's usually never fun. Um, you always feel like you're not being valued for who you are. But how many times have you tried to fix somebody else or they've got problems and they are upset and depressed and you feel like it's your responsibility to fix them and make them feel better all the time? I admit this is a bit, this is something I have to deal with a lot. Like I have a tendency to want to help other people and want to make them feel good. So, but I'm noticing that that doesn't quite serve their best interest in the long term because they get used to relying on you to make them feel good. And they don't really rely on themselves to get their needs met and fix their own problems. Because if you're used to other people saying, oh, I'm so sorry for all of your problems here. Let me take you. Let me give you this. Let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. It doesn't empower you. It, it feels like that you are disempowered and people are just sympathizing with you. In a true love case, both partners are practicing their own self-love and self-care. When they're upset, they know what to do. They may need to go get some alone time. And if they want you, they will be honest and tell you that they want you and come to you. And if they want you, if they just want to hear someone say, poor baby, then just say, I need, I need to hear you say, poor baby, and give me a hug, you know, and, but each other doesn't try to fix the other person. We, in true love, you, you encourage each other to take time for themselves and, and you enjoy it. You, yeah, you would just encourage them to take a bath by themselves or go out with their friends so they can feel good or whatever it is. You, you, each person's emotional state. If one person is upset, the other person is not like, Oh no, my partner's upset. I, I need to drop everything that I'm doing and hurry up and fix them and make them feel better. You can stand present in other person's unhappiness and not be totally affected by their mood. You've probably heard the phrase happy wife, happy life. Well, I think that applies in this case right here. Okay, so the next one is uh, loving detachment. You've got a healthy concern about par- about your partner while letting go at the same time. Toxic love is complete fusion, being obsessed with each other's problems and feelings. I thought that being obsessed with your partner's problems and feelings was of just being caring and being like attuned to their emotions. 
And the whole idea of loving detachment was something I've recently had to learn. Um, having a healthy concern about your partner, but at the same time, letting go enough where you're not trying to fix them and then and letting them have their own sovereignty and own ability to fix their own problems. So this is an interesting state where it's like um, fusion feels a lot like when your partner's unhappy, you're unhappy. When they're happy, you're happy. Your needs are secondary. So in this case, like you could be happy. Your partner comes home and they're upset. There goes your mood. Looks like you're not having a good night tonight. Looks like you're going to be taking care of your partner. Whereas loving detachment, I would say that your mood, you could be happy and then you can have concern for your partner's emotions, but you don't have, you're not going to shift completely into being obsessed with their emotions. Does that make any sense? Okay. The next one, um, true love. Sex is free choice growing out of caring and friendship. And toxic love says pressure around sex due to fear, insecurity, and need for immediate gratification. This is interesting. Um, how do I feel about this? Um, well, yeah, I definitely don't think having any pressure around sex out of fear or usually it's like a an expectation like, okay, one person says, I need sex three times a week and we must do it three times a week. So whether it's good or bad, we're just going to do it and make it a, and it sort of feels like a duty or an obligation. And that is not really indicative of a positive relationship, but sex comes out of a free choice between two um, consciously loving partners and it comes out of caring and friendship. But this is, this is tough because it's, you know, sex kind of comes and goes in relationships and without a, a choice to cultivate it, the romantic life, it does have a tendency to dwindle the, the closer you get to come sort of a more companionate love that that passionate romantic love does kind of fade away in, in a way. But in this case, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, next one. True love, ability to enjoy solitude by being alone. Toxic love, unable to endure separation and clinging. Yeah, um, toxic love, don't leave me, don't leave me, please don't go. Well, I'm just going to work, honey. <laughs> um, or like, life sucks when you're gone. Or like, you know, you hear like a lot of love songs or watching movies where the other person is completely unable to function without their other partner. And that's seen as a dedication or true love to that person. But honestly, no one really likes to feel that someone's clinging on to them and they can't live without you. It's nice to know that someone can feel good being alone, but still long for you and still want to be with you, but they're not dependent on being with you to feel okay. That feels so much lighter and less heavy. And I think that's a feeling lighter in love is a lot more indicative of true love than toxic love. Okay. And the next one, love is a cycle of true love is a cycle of comfort and contentment. Toxic love is a cycle of pain and despair. Well, toxic love, when you're talking about pain and despair, it's more like you have a cycle of intense passion and bliss, then coupled with pain and despair of the separation of a constant cycle between like, yay, I'm finally needed. And oh no, I have to fight for my, to fight to have you back. And True love, in this case, cycle of comfort and contentment. What does that mean to me? Um, it means that you're comfortable and you feel good as sort of a baseline. You're not afraid of the other person's choices affecting you 
really dramatically because you you focus a lot on your own self-love and self-care so your needs are typically being met by yourself you're you're um you're independent and you're coming together with your partner to enhance things and you respect their own personal growth and their own sovereignty so that alleviates a lot of the stress of like what's my partner thinking about me what is my partner doing are they doing something without me are they going to leave me at any moment that's the toxic sort of love that you have and you you cling on to them when you're in that state and that always feels creepy <laughs> that always feels bad i mean i felt like when i'm you know trying to when i'm in, in the initial stages of texting a girl off of a dating site and i the thought of like, I don't want to seem desperate and I don't want to seem clingy is something that always crosses my mind. And I just wonder too, that why do we have to feel so afraid of coming across desperate, clingy, or needy? Whereas we're all humans and we all have needs, right? But like people are so turned off by neediness. It's like they don't want to feel pressured to, to have to be obligated to do anything or to be with you. So that was just a thought that occurred to me on that one um next one in true love conversations are based upon intent to understand help or convey affection and in toxic love conversations are based upon intent to blame defend or manipulate this is the last one in this list here so true love conversations based upon intent to understand help or convey affection um and let's talk about toxic love they're based upon intent to blame defend or manipulate I'd say, let's talk about these are arguments, okay, instead of conversations. So if, if you're in an argument, a lot of times in toxic situations, both partners are in defense mode, defending their right to feel respected and heard and listened to and understood. And in the other one, it's like each partner's actively trying to understand the other person rather than fighting to be understood themselves. And in a toxic love situation, your arguments are about blaming the other person for making you feel bad or manipulating the other person to kind of get a leg up or some sort of leverage in a situation that you can later use for your advantage because you feel threatened by that other person and you need to you need to diminish them so you need to insult them and blame them and defend yourself and that's a, a pretty shitty cycle of arguments and i've had those in my early relationships and and i feel like they were so unpleasant that i i kind of suppressed my ability to argue and I would often just be avoidant of conflict in some situations simply because I knew that it wasn't going to be productive or make me feel good so I would often avoid it now I'm finally learning how to have productive arguments and conversations and and I do really enjoy listening and understanding to the point where I often do that instead of actually express my own desires and express my own opinions especially if they are blamey or defensive um i recently had a discussion with someone and i did feel blamey and defensive and it was like i can tell that this 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 felt very old world to me it felt very like these are like how i used to be it doesn't feel right anymore but i'm still reacting in this way why is that oh man maybe there's a there's there's probably some sort of unmet need happening within me that i am that i just need to be aware of and pay attention to and so it's just a good trigger for me to go within and look at it. So that's it. That's the list here. Um, now, the whole idea of true love in general and toxic love, it's not like they're two separate things that you can experience. There's a whole spectrum of love and the different types of love and the different ways we experience love. You know that. Just like there's a whole 
complete spectrum of fear and the different emotions that go along with fear and how we experience it. All right. So what does true love mean to you? And have you experienced it in your relationships? Have you experienced forms of what they call toxic love or this attached love, this old world love? Just food for thought, just something I'm thinking about. And I thought I'd give you guys my opinion on this. Um, takeaways in this episode are just think about love in your life. Where do you stand? Do you feel like you're, you've only got one definition of what love means to you? What are your own needs? And are you meeting those? Are you getting those met? Do you rely on other people to meet those needs? What triggers you and your emotions and your insecurities and fears in a relationship? These are huge indicators. That's why like these negative emotions that we experience are not bad, but they are um, signposts pointing to places that you need to look within and heal yourself. And you heal that by unconditionally loving yourself. So you can practice this true love for yourself, like every single minute of the day. And this practice this self-love and self-care. Self-love is not selfish. That's the that's a misnomer. Self-love is what everyone is beginning to start to understand is required in order to attract in the people that really love them for who they are because everyone is a mirror to who you your current state of being and if you're attracting people that are very judgmental that that um are constantly manipulative with your feelings and make you feel disempowered and unheard and unlistened to think of how you're not listening to yourself and not giving yourself some power and feeling it, it all kind of goes back to being to going within and being a sovereign soul a sovereign being and that's all i've got to say about this topic for this episode so if you've got any thoughts on what love means to you feel free to email me jeff at makermistaker.com or post a comment rate and review this podcast in itunes look us up the maker mistaker podcast and that's it for today. Have a good week.